Welcome back to another episode of The Educator's Life in General. I'm so happy you came back to listen to another exciting, fun-filled episode. And this time, we have a special guest. Uh, Her name is Camille, but I will let her introduce herself and how she has been able to balance some things outside of her career in education. So... Hi, Camille. Hey, Mandy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. So why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us what you do now for work and how do you serve in education? All right. So my name is Camille Lucas, and that's Camille K. Um, I have been working in education for a while, but currently I am in the role Pretty much, it's called a responsive service counselor, but it is essentially kind of a mix between crisis counselor and a mental health therapist for the school district. And I work K through 12 and um, it's located in a suburban area of the Dallas area. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be a secret that I actually work with Camille. (laughs) And so uh, we know each other through work, which is a pleasure. Um, so how did you end up working in education? So the interesting thing, right, when I think about how did I end up here is different than how did I end up in education because I never left. I mean, because <laughs> for me, right out of college, I worked for a nonprofit that put me right back into the alternative school setting. Oh, and okay. Then, and then after that, um, for a handful of years, I worked there um, doing intervention as an intervention specialist uh, at the alternative program in the Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. I went into higher ed and worked as an academic advisor for another handful of years. So, um, and then I loved it there. Um, things in my life changed, and so um, my next step, I was like, "Hey, do I continue with higher ed, or do I go back to K through twelve? Well, K through twelve bit first, and so I said, "Okay, let's do it." And so I really never left education; <laughs> just kind of swam, yeah, just kind of swam through the pools. Okay, yeah, so just kind of different levels of education, I suppose. Exactly. That's cool. And so, how long have you served as a responsive services counselor? Well, let, what, where, where are we at in the pandemic? I literally started uh, February 2020, um, you know, got in there. All right, we're going to do this great thing. And then after a month into it or so, came back from spring break, right? Because we all work for the school district and came back to a, a new world. So it's going on. Um, yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> in the next week or so, I'll be celebrating three years with the current school district. So wow. that uh, it's surprising how fast it's gone. But yeah, it three is. years in this role. Yeah, it seems like the years during the pandemic kind of just happened. It's like, did it really happen? <laughs> because in during that time, it was so scary and you know uncertain. But now we look back and it's like, dude, what happened during those years? But yeah, so I I hear you. So. You have some other talents and interests outside of education that I would like for you to share. What is the side business that you have? 
Well, we talk about the pandemic and um, I was one of those where uh, things gave birth. It was not a human being, but um, I gave birth um, the idea and not only just a business, but I'm an author. Hmm. So uh, my business is called Radiating Expressions. It's an LLC. And so I um, decided that I wanted to write in addition, because I thought, uh, right, being educators, trying to think about what amount of time do I have? How do I really fit this into my life schedule? And I was like, you know what? Not only will I write this book, I'm going to make this into something. And so Radiant Expressions is an opportunity for me to self-publish my books, uh, as well as speaking engagements, opportunities like this for as a panelist, and to hopefully travel and to gather more information for other opportunities to spread the knowledge and experience that I do have. That is awesome. That is awesome. I actually was gifted a signed copy of her book, and I've started to read it, and it's captivating from the very start. And so I'm like, <laughs> you're a real author. Like, it is, it's so good. So it's just really exciting um, to see other educators, fellow educators, who have mm-hmm. other talents, really utilize them and um, make it real, turn it into a business that can become profitable because I am extremely impressed by your writing skills and actually publishing your book. It was exciting to find out about that. So thank you for sharing it with me. Um, So how did you even get into writing and even knowing how to publish the book? Uh, The piece of the pandemic, uh, if you can even think that there was a level of peace, um, (laughs) The interesting thing is um, growing up in school and even in college, I really did not see myself as a writer. Um, even though I was in AP and honor classes, I didn't write to um, write. I'd never fit the standard. I mean, I passed and did well in classes, but never enough to make me feel like, oh, you do really well at this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, didn't even write the essays to get extra scholarships. So that right that there went the courage in my writing abilities. Okay. Uh, and so my background is in social work. And so I remember being in college and having to write a bunch of social work related uh, papers. And I remember a lot of times I would just use them like stories. I would have to create a complex individual, complex situations, and make sure I had to put in what I need to put in. <laughs> for the assignments. And so I like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But still, I didn't think of myself as a writer. Um, I used to write poetry more so for self-care and just coping with different uh, emotions that I had like throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And so if anything, this thought in the back of my mind that my mom had planted in there was that, oh, you should write your book, you know, a book of poems. So that had always been planted there. Okay, And then... When um, I had a life, big life shift and um, the pandemic came and I wanted to write about the transition that I was going through, but I realized it wasn't time. But I had just came back from a trip to Panama and I realized I was like, I have this journal. (laughs) 
right here with a bunch of information, albeit in Spanish. Um, one of my other little lovely talents. Yes, <laughs> um, share. <laughs> and I decided to write because I went to the pandemic literally. Uh, so, like I mentioned, I came back from. Um, well, so I'll say this: I went to Panama March that spring break, y'all, from 2020. Right, yeah, that 2020 for the, especially for educators, we all know it. You know, things are going around. I was, I was like, oh, should I go? I went to Panama. I arrived on a Friday, and uh, Corona, Corona arrived on Tuesday, and so I ended up leaving uh, that Thursday. But mm-hmm. so I came back with that from that experience, and so things had shut down. Life was different, and I had that journal next to me, and I was like, and it, I don't know, it was a weird compelled, compelling feeling. And I just wrote mm-hmm. and out came my book, Immersed in Love. And so it's, it was just really one of those, I just was very compelled to write it. Right. So you had the seed planted to write a book, but mm-hmm. you kind of thought it would be poems, but now mm-hmm. you have this journal of content (laughs) that you were able to use and create the book. I think that's awesome. Um, You kind of mentioned what your long-term goals were with the business as far as speaking engagements and um, more writing, but um, what are some suggestions you would have um, to share with aspiring writers who work in education? Like how could they go about starting. Yes. Cause right. If you're a person who may not right, have not majored in an area that has a lot of writing and you may not feel like you have the best writing ability, the biggest tip I'll tell you is just to write. That's mm-hmm. what they pay editors for. Right. <laughs> right. So I paid an editor for, cause right. That's why I did. I had so many grammatical errors growing up and they would say, you know, the, like, don't use slang. I, I didn't think that was slang, but okay. But um, there's all those different things that beat you down that make you feel like this is not going to be good a good product. But you have to remind yourself, we all have different audiences. Mm. So maybe that teacher or the people in your family, your close friends, they may not be your audience. The thing is, you have to feel so compelled about whatever story that is that lies within you that has to come out in whatever yeah. form that looks like. And so you just write because my goal when I was writing is just, I just, just want to do at least one page. And by one page, that was a uh, Microsoft word, I just right. one page, one page a day. And I would write at night. And so one page a day turned into pages and pages, you know, I may miss a day every now and then, but it just, you just begin to write. Don't worry about, I don't even know where this is going in this story, or it's not going to have all the details. You put a pin, you put a, you highlight it, you bold it. Those are some of the tricks that I use that know that way it indicates to me, Hey, you need to come back to this, but you just write. Mm -hmm. Don't judge yourself. Don't try to make it perfect because there's going to be a lot more time (laughs) and space for you to go through with all of the edits, if you want to have a, you know, a beta test group to go through and read your things. But the biggest thing is just write. Don't even worry. Oh, should I write in Google? Just write. Right. Just write. <laughs> and so how did you find out 
like who to find to edit it and to publish it? Like, how was that process? Um, I uh, owe a lot of my schooling to YouTube. YouTube.com. Have you heard of them? <laughs> and so I really went on their self-publishing. Because I think when I was writing, I didn't even know all of that. So as I said, sometimes we will discount what we want to do because we don't have the full, all have all the information. And so um, I went on YouTube. How do I self-publish? At some point when I was really into the thick of writing. And so on there is where I found, because I published through Amazon, but I'd actually published through a different place before uh, based off of some of the things I was reading and listening to and taking notes on. And so I found um, quite a bit of people have self-published and you realize like, oh, wow. Okay. When someone says they're their author, that means they've written a book, but it doesn't mean that they are, you know, have some big name publisher behind them, but mm -hmm. they've published really good work and people do and make a really good living. Uh, you know, you talk about passive income on your podcast with a lot of that. So that's where I got a lot of that because I didn't have um, anyone else uh, that close to me in my life who uh, could walk me through it. Right. Um, there are some people I know who have published, but I was, was, this was really almost a secret book. Very few people knew that I was writing a book because I was nervous about it, to be honest. So I was like, is mm, <laughs> right. well. So, yeah, so that's why I went online to find a lot of that information and to give those walkthrough um, steps and even to get, and I end up paying some freelancers through a website, uh, Fiverr with two R's, mm. um, to find people like to publish, to create the graphics. So there's people out here who will do the, you know, the work uh, that you don't have the skills for. You have the skill of writing. So, right. Yes. Yes. You mentioned some amazing resources um, that aspiring writers really should look into. Like YouTube, clearly YouTube University is the best, right? It's free and all the information that you need is there. Mm -hmm. But um, publishing with Amazon is Amazon KDP, correct? Correct. Yes. Look into that if you are interested in publishing a book. Um, you can look on YouTube to learn how to navigate Amazon KDP because I use that to publish my book as well. And it is something that you have to learn, but mm -hmm. it is an awesome opportunity for you to self-publish. And then also, like Camille mentioned, Fiverr, if you're not able to do it or you don't have the time to do it, you outsource it. And you can find reasonable people on Fiverr to edit and format your books and things like that. So yes. like she said, don't feel overwhelmed or doubt yourself that you can't do it all because other people will be there to help you. Exactly. So those are some awesome resources that you shared. Um, so where can people find your products or your book? Right. So uh, you can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, and my book is called Immersed in Love. And so you'll definitely need to make sure you're looking for a literary work. Um, that way it'll populate correctly. And my name is Camille Lucas. That's K-A-M-I-L-L-E and L-U-C-A-S. I also just currently right now just working because um, life is busy. And the most I can handle for social media is a Facebook group. And so that is under the business name of Radiating Expressions. 
Um, and so that is also where you can find where I will post a little bit sometimes about the writing process, memories, uh, and even the writing process for the new book based off of uh, travel I did a little bit uh, almost a year ago. And so, and just other things that are just encouraging that I find and want to share with the audience. Right. That's perfect. So Facebook and Amazon, we will definitely be checking you out there. Um, so we're going to get ready to close. I've enjoyed your journey, you sharing your Thank journey. You. Um, is there anything that you want to share to encourage or leave any final thoughts with our audience? Yes. Um, one of the things that as I've been in this journey and just embracing all of the insecurities that I have about myself is that you are allowed to change. <laughs> you are mm. allowed to evolve and you are allowed to, you know, along with those changes to know that I'm evolving. The answer today may be yes, but it can be no. And I'm okay with where I'm at, but um, mm. just allow yourself to embrace who you are, even in your current season. Um, you're never too old <laughs> for mm. some things. You can still learn. You can still experience. Um, you're never too broken, too damaged, whatever words we may say to try to break ourselves down, um, to get glue, to be in someone else's hands who can fix and remold us. And so it's not too late. Stay encouraged and really allow the words that we say in our head and even outside let them, you know, let them be words to help us and build us back up. Absolutely. Wonderful words to close out on. So encouraging. Thank you again for taking time to share your life and your journey and all that you're working on. It is very inspirational because I know you're juggling a lot and you're tackling some other things. And like you said, you're able to make passive income from uh, something that you love to do. And that's exciting. And so, thank you. yeah. So we're going to get ready to close it out. But um, I like to always say we appreciate you, um, audience members who follow this podcast because us as educators have a lot on our plates. Mm -hmm. Our jobs are very demanding but we have to remember to take care of ourselves. You are valued and appreciated and make sure you put yourself as a priority so that you can continue to give your best to your students. And we wish you the best. And so until next time, have a wonderful time and have a wonderful evening. <laughs> Thank you, Camille. Yes, you're welcome. Amen. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care.